it's time to hunker down. Impact Media's weekly drive right through the hedges into Athens, home of the Bulldogs. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. Before we get started here, as always, if you would like to leave a question, comment, suggestion, rating, review, any of those things, contact the show in any way whatsoever or tell us uh, what you like, what you don't like, either of that. I just want to tell us a random story from your week. We'd love to hear it. You can do so the following ways. You can email us at 3endzone at gmail.com. You can, that's the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Hunker Down, Jeremy York, any of those should find us. If you're one of the people who like to just click on a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys. You can go to Twitter, at Team Impact Media, click on the link that of uh, the appropriate show you'd like to listen to. You can listen as many times as you want. There is no cap on it. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow me for show-related things, show links, uh, other things not related to the show, other things we do here at Impact Media and things we, we don't do, you can do so by following at the Impact. 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. You can, um, what am I missing? Oh, anywhere you find a podcast, including the iTunes Store, Spotify, Podcast One. If there's a place you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know and we will fix that accordingly. Now, obviously, UGA got the victory over Georgia Tech, as we all predicted on Saturday, but it wasn't as easy as previously thought. Uh, We gave credit to Georgia Tech on Georgia Tech's show. I'll give credit to them again here today. I don't talk out of both sides of my mouth. I tell you the same things on both shows if if they play each other like that. Um, Early on, Georgia Tech stunned UGA by first uh, scoring scoring first, um, and actually hanging 14 points on them, which is something not a lot of teams did this year, hanging hanging two touchdowns on UGA. Um, up until about midway through the third, this was a really close battle on the scoreboard. It was a close battle all night, but UGA was able to put points on the board and score in their opportunities where Georgia Tech just was not. But Georgia Tech was also down to QB three and four on the season. Which is not an excuse, just a a fact of life, I guess. But let's talk a little Bulldogs. This is the Bulldogs show. Um, Like I said, early on, there was a couple of struggles. I think they were just trying to work some kinks out of some things, and they didn't, they weren't quite adding up the way they wanted to. Um... They got the field goal in the first to to get the lead to a seven to three. You move into the second, and it seemed like uh, the the run game at that point was really starting to go, which I've spoken to a few of you even as recently as a few minutes ago. And um, majority of you guys like when McIntosh and like when Edwards and Milton and all those guys really get and Robinson all get going on the ground. Um, and I agree. I like when the run game is doing really well because Stetson can more than do his own when he's got Brock Bowers and he's he's got um, Lad McConkey and, and and crew that he can throw to. We we know the passes can be there. That's that's not an issue. 
Um, but, you know, having the two-headed attack of having the pass and the run game going has not been something they've really done all year long. Usually it's been the passes that are making up for the runs, but the runs are picking up. You had the big McIntosh run uh, that set up the pass to Rosamy, uh, Rosamy Jackson or whatever. Yeah, Rosamy Jackson from, from Stetson. They got you on the board, got you the lead. You never gave up the lead at that point. That was almost into halftime. Uh, it was only 10 to 7 at halftime. And uh, it, that game was, was one we were kind of looking over. Because uh, myself and John Watts from Up With The White and Gold, um, we, we had very we had a lot of multiple screens, actually. We had UGA Georgia on one screen. We had Michigan Ohio State on another screen. We had Georgia State Marshall on another screen. And we actually had the uh, World Cup game on a different screen as well. It was quite a crowded room. But we were able to, to make it all work. Uh, you know, then UGA opens up the second half. They get the 50-yard field goal to make it 13-7. to You're starting to go, okay, but you're, you're still only six points up. Let's see what happens there. Uh, Georgia Tech just – it. they start They start Georgia Tech in themselves at that point. You had the bad snap on the punt where uh, UGA just, just – and not, I mean, it was a bad snap, and it led to that that four punter. He he <laughs> he he did not have a good day at that point. Um, then Stetson finds Brock Bowers to make it twenty to seven. Georgia Tech fumbles. UGA recovers it, and UGA gets the thirty-six yard field goal about four minutes to go, made it twenty-three to seven, uh, going into the fourth. And that's when you get the McIntosh run touchdown to make it 30-7. to seven. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, does a turnover on downs. Things kind of go back and forth. Then Tech finds a way to score again. And like I said, I mean, they, they were able to put up some points on Georgia. Uh, something, something that... that uh, I didn't know how many they was going to score. I honestly thought that maybe, I honestly thought that maybe they would score fourteen to seventeen points. That, that seemed about right. Although I was like, you know, UGA is really good. Would not surprise me if they did not have, if they didn't get that many. Um, but uh, your final score ends up being. 37 to 14. You guys know the stats by now. It was it, it's, it was a good overall day. Like I said, there, there were some times when, when I saw Georgia, I, I just think they just didn't know what to do with what Tech was doing. It's not that they weren't good enough to stop it. It's just yeah, they haven't seen that kind of thing uh, most of this year. I mean, Carson Beck even got it with a few snaps in there. But... Um, Stetson had two pass touchdowns, only through he was 10 for 18 for 140 yards. Uh, as a team, they ran for 264. 86 of that was was McIntosh, who had the score. Milton had one as well. Just kind of spread it out. Like I said, McIntosh, Edwards, Milton, Robinson, and even Stetson all had uh, some rush yards. McConkey got in there. Bowers got in there a couple times. Carson Beck ran a few times. You know, 
Uh, McIntosh ended up with two catches for 96 yards, including that 83-yarder that was just crazy. Just crazy. Um, but, like I said, UGA at times looked like they were kind of trying to not really play down, but they were they they were like almost – it's like if Usain Bolt said, let's race, and they kind of hang around and let you kind of get a head start, and you're like, what, what are you doing? Just Just run the race and win already. It's uh, it's part of why the freeze out there with the Atlanta Braves at SunTrust Park or, or is it SunTrust anymore, whatever they call it. It's uh, it it's sometimes why he loses those those races because you give somebody a little bit too much of a lead, and you you can't you can't necessarily catch up. But you know, in this case, they were fine. I, I don't think we're going to talk about them in the LSU game, the SEC title game coming up tomorrow. I mean, we're going to talk about it today, but the game's tomorrow. Um, but UGA did what it needed to. They they won 37-14. to 14. And, uh, you know, undefeated season again. Congratulations to them on that. Now, we do know that, uh, what is it, Brock Vandergriff? is going to enter the transfer portal. I think it's because he knows where he is on the depth chart and wants to potentially try to go somewhere else. That's that's a thing. That's that's happening. So I uh, wish the best to him. I, I thought he did some, some good things at Georgia. And, uh, you know, we've seen Georgia quarterbacks have success in going other places. And uh, they found themselves in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. Just know that he had his roots here in Georgia. You can still claim credit to him if you want. But like I said, congratulations to UGA on another undefeated season. And right now we are going to go to a break. And we come back, we will talk a little bit about the SEC title game here on Hunker Down. But for now, listen to a message from our friends at betonline.net. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Hunker Down. Appreciate you guys... Uh, tuning in, I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Uh, first part of the show, we talked about the win over Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the crazy season that they've had. Um, you know, like I said, Georgia made that look a little closer than than maybe we would have liked them to, and I think that could potentially happen this week as they will play the SEC championship game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium against the LSU Tigers, the 14th ranked. Before we get into that, I want to remind you guys to go check out our friends at BetOnline.net. They've got the articles. They've got the uh, podcasts. They've got the betting lines, the wagering lines. They've got all kinds of things to make you a better fan, even if you're not betting on these games. Go check out BetOnline.net and tell them Impact Media sent you. They love to hear that, and we love hearing from them that you told them that. Let's talk a little bit about this game. Um, LSU. LSU come in at 9-3. They won the West. 
as they should have. LSU had uh, a pretty – a lot of people said up and down. I was like, well, you can't be 9-3 and three and be up and down. Um, here's kind of how their season went. LSU opened up by losing a nail-biter in the Louisiana kickoff to Florida State. Then they blew out Southern University, as they should. They blew out Mississippi State, who turned into a really good team. Uh, they blew out, they shut out New Mexico in a game they should have. They beat Auburn, who turned into a pretty good team, and also have a new head coach in Hugh Freeze. We'll see how that goes. I think it just makes the West even crazier. The wild, wild West of the SEC. Uh, they they just got it handed to them by Tennessee when Tennessee was on a big run. That happens. Uh, then they beat Florida the next week. They follow that up by beating number seven Ole Miss, which everybody was shocked by. But if you look at that point, LSU had beat some big people. Only the Tennessee game where they got smashed were they not super competitive. And you're just going to have a stinker sometimes. It's, you know, Georgia has had some stinkers, but luckily they've been able to win those. Uh, they narrowly beat Alabama the, the following week. So you beat number seven Ole Miss one week. You beat number six Alabama the next week. That's when they went for two at the end and, and beat Saban. That's what Brian Kelly said. As he said, hey, uh, we knew we didn't really want to go to overtime. Our guys are gassed. Their guys are gassed. We didn't want to leave this up to – we didn't want to go to another overtime. So if as soon as we scored on the first one, we knew we were going for two, and it worked. You're like a genius. The next week they beat Arkansas. They beat UAB by a lot. Uh, then they dropped they dropped their last matchup to um, Texas A&M, who turns out they're a pretty good team. But that leaves them in the West. That left them 6-2, and two, and the only other 6-2 and two people in the conference were Alabama on the West side, and they had beaten Alabama. So that guaranteed them a spot in. Everybody else is 4-4 four and four or less. Um, and also, can we just say that LSU, Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, so five out of the West, and UGA, Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, and Missouri, so six in the East, 11 total out of... 11 out of 14 teams in the SEC qualify for bowls. And there's a chance that um, even um, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt at 5-7 and seven could, if they needed more teams, qualify themselves in. How insane would that be? That just tells you the SEC is king. The SEC is absolutely king. But LSU had a big season. They are going to score points. The fact that UGA is a minus 17.5 favorite, I don't see it as being that far apart. I think UGA is going to win by 10, maybe, 7 to 10. But I, I feel like, you know, LSU is going to come out and play LSU football. And what is LSU football? Well, their quarterback has had himself a little bit of a year. Jaden Daniels, 
He has thrown 2,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. He has also rushed. He is their leading rusher with 174 carries, 824 yards, and 11 touchdowns. He has accounted for 26 touchdowns this year. He is going to be somebody you have to keep your eye on because he doesn't make mistakes with the football, and he gets some uh, some big opportunities. And their big receiver, uh, Malik Neighbors, this guy's a sophomore, and he has 58 catches, 726 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, it, those aren't quite Jamar Chase numbers, but those are extremely good college numbers. What are they going to try to do? Well, they average scoring about 30, about 31, 32 points a game. And they usually give up about 20. That's why they're winning most of their games. Some of those are blowouts, I know, you know, but they had blowouts on either side. What they like to do is they have a very balanced attack. That's why their quarterback is their leading rusher and their leading passer. They're going to want to spread the ball around, and then as soon as they see you step back and there's room in the box, they're going to run the ball down your throat. And then if you step into the box, they're going to throw it back around again. They love to do a very balanced attack. And I think that's how they're going to go after UGA. They're going to spread people out. They're going to find where they have space in this UGA defense, and that's where they're going to attack. I still say UGA is going to win this. It's, you know, this is not doom and gloom. I'm not saying, oh, no, poor Georgia. What are they going to do? No. I, I, UGA is still going to win this, and, and here's how. Here are the three keys to victory for the Georgia Bulldogs to beat the LSU Tigers for the SEC title. Number one, you're not going to stop him, but you have to contain their quarterback. You he's because he can't scramble around he can run you have to either keep him pinned in the pocket and make him make mistakes there or get him running around enough to where maybe he puts the ball on the turf it is turf at ms at mbs so contain their quarterback that's key number one key number two Take your run game, and your run game is going really well here lately when it gets warmed up. Start it early. Start trying to get some runs in here and there, but if it's not working early, immediately pivot to getting your or getting the ball into your playmaker's hands. A lot, a lot like I said with the Falcons this week. Get Brock Bowers. Get Washington. Get McConkey. Get the ball in their hands. If Milton and McIntosh and Edwards and Robinson are having trouble running the ball, get them into the flats and coming over the middle and these wheel routes and get them the ball. Stetson, if that means you need to take off running a little bit more, then do that. Get this offense moving fast. Don't wait till the third quarter when you seem to want to blow things out because LSU is a good enough team to where if you wait that long, they might build up a little bit of a lead. By a little bit, I mean, you know, a couple scores. I don't think they're going to. But that's why I say you get this offense moving quickly. If something's not working, you pivot to the other. You don't keep trying to do the same thing. And number three, this has been a theme for the majority of this year, but I'm going to say it again. You have to win the turnover battle. If you throw a bunch of interceptions or if you have a bunch of fumbles and or both, this LSU team is going to beat you. 
they are going to 100% beat you. So, those are the three ways that I think if you do those things, you are going to be able to beat LSU. Like I said, I got it. I mean, I don't know the exact score, but let's say, let's see, I will say 31 20. 31 to 20. Maybe 31-21. Probably 31 to 20. UGA is going to win this. They're going to stay, they're going to, they're going to be in the playoff anyway. Uh, this show, trust me, will go all the way to the national title game. So this show will continue each and every week. Maybe we'll get some guests on. We'll do some different things each and every week. But uh, like I said, I, I will say UGA 31, LSU 20. It's going to be a fun game. It's, like I said, it's going to be a lot tighter than you think it would be. Um, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they uh, just went ahead and got the blowout going early. But... Uh, this game, I believe, is a 4 p.m. game, if I saw that correctly. Did we see that right? Producer Sunshine is telling me that sounds correct. We're trying to pull it up at the moment. Um, but uh, here we go. Yep, that is a 4 p.m. on CBS kickoff. Uh, that, that should be a lot of fun. We will be watching here. You know, you got the, the big U.S. soccer game going tomorrow morning. Um, definitely be around to watch that. And uh, then be here next week to talk about it. But that's going to do it for us here on Hunker Down. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Just wanted to get into a few things real quickly. Update you guys on the things we knew, like uh, Vandergriff and all. But as I said... UGA is probably going to make it closer and, and make it sweat it out a little bit, but they're going to probably win this SEC championship game. They're going to go into the playoff as the number one seed. And I think it's going to be fantastic. Love it, love it, love it. Two undefeated seasons, chance to win two national titles. Dogfinch can't ask for much more than that. But until next time, this has been Hunker Down. We will see you guys next week. Go dogs.